Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today is Michael Lachance. Uh, Michael is an artist and an author from a small town in Ontario, Canada. Uh, for the past, past five years, he's been a key Tim T. I can't even talk today. Uh, for the past five years, he's been a key team member uh, at selfpublishing.com, really just a huge part of what we do at selfpublishing.com. He's been, you know, one of the earliest employees and just a huge building block. Um, And so he helps authors succeed and leads our author success team. Maybe if you're listening to this podcast and you've worked with him or the author success team, you've probably had uh, a conversation with him or with his team uh, if you're working with us. And in fact, he specifically over the years um, has had over 2,800 one-on-one calls and coaching conversations with authors. All right. He's also an author himself. He wrote a book called uh, Land Your Dream Job. Uh, So join the 2% who make it past resume screening. Uh, It's a land your dream job, right? And so uh, what I want to talk about here in this episode today is a couple of things. So we'll obviously talk about Michael's experience as an author, lessons learned, all that good stuff, but then also Michael's experience on the front lines in the trenches with authors, right? Over uh, over 2,800 uh, one-on-one calls that we can at least just track, right? Who knows how many more there is? And so what are those commonalities that if you're listening to this, whether you're working with us or not, um, there's just, will be some nuggets in there on challenges people face, what people's, you know, our most successful authors, what do they have in common, our least successful authors. So we got a lot to get to. So we'll dive straight into it. Michael, great to have you here. Thank you so much, Chandler. I'm super, super, super excited about this opportunity and uh, can't wait to have this conversation. It's been a long time coming. Uh, so first off, why books? And I guess a two-part, why did you decide to write the book that you wrote? Uh, mm-hmm. And then why did you decide to work, uh, to come join us and work at sellpublish.com? Yeah, great question. So it's it's kind of funny. Like I grew up in the like before internet age, right? So, you know, there wasn't like internet at home or like sitting and scrolling on your phone all the time. So my mom and my stepdad, we had two rules at home. It's either you go outside and play. Um, and if you're staying inside, you're not going to sit inside and watch TV or anything like that. If you're going to stay inside, you're going to read a book or you're going to go like do some art, you know, paint, whatever. And so a lot of the time I would choose a book. And then so from a very young age, it was like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. And I just got like into and immersed in these like fiction worlds. And I just loved how authors could like capture an idea and experience a concept um, in, in just like literally just like a piece of paper. And I thought that was just a really cool idea of like stamping an experience that you could then share with like a whole bunch of people. So um, why, why writing a book? I, I, one of the things that I really appreciate about what you share with authors is, you know, a book is really a $15 mentor. Um, it's really like the greatest minds sharing their greatest ideas or lessons learned. So it's just a fascinating way that you can um, learn from the best minds in the world at a very cheap kind of kind of rate. And so all of this really inspired me from a young age to want to write a book. And that was really cool. Somebody I really respect brought me down to 
San Diego back in like 2016. And I saw you speak for the first time uh, on stage with Hal Elrod. And uh, there was an activity there and it was like, start your mind map. And so I started doing my mind map. And uh, I think at that point I was still in like the fiction realm. So I started writing about like my dog Stella at the time. And just like, but, but it just kind of like started a bit of a snowball in terms of like, oh, I actually have like a lot to write on this. This is actually a lot of fun. I really enjoy this. And so, yeah, I kept uh, I kept track of self-publishing school now, selfpublishing.com ever since. And uh, an opportunity came up. I jumped on it. Um, and it was like the greatest decision I ever made. I was working in automotive, uh, the automotive industry. Um, I don't really like anything about anything automotive, but I was like a huge book nerd. So I was like, okay, this is a really cool opportunity. These people are like teaching people how to write and publish books. Like this is this is my jam. I really want to work for these people. And so, yeah, that's how uh, I first got connected with you um, and the team. So to answer your second question, though, like why this book? So in university, I worked in career services for a couple of years. And so I was having these conversations about like, how do I apply to a, a job? How do I explain my value from the degree that I'm going to school for? How does this relate to like a hiring manager? How do I design a cover letter? And I literally worked with like hundreds of people every single week, every single month over the course of years. And they were asking like the same question again and again and again and again. Um, so I just, I realized like after university, I still had this abundance of knowledge and experience um, answering those very specific type of questions. So when it came to, you know, thinking of an idea to write my book on, it was like, well, I know a ton about this. I could easily write a book about this. Um, there's a thousand questions that I've answered on this before. So it was like a, a pretty... I think easy decision for me to choose what my book was going to be about just because I felt so confident and knowledgeable about it. Mm. So a bunch of lessons that I unpacked there. I mean, first the concept of a book is a $15 mentor. Talk about that all the time. It, mm. I think you're a great example of a voracious reader. And as I've seen you learn and grow over the years, it's, Hey, what books do you recommend? How can I get better in this? Okay. Where's the books with that? And so you live that, but then also I think a lesson for people, if you're watching this, listening to this, what are the things that you just keep getting asked about? that you, you're like, oh, I could just, I could just write this. Right. And so that ultimately is what, uh, you know, led to the land your dream job. And obviously you've hired, gosh, you've probably done dozens, if not hundreds of interviews for people wanting to work at selfpublish.com and now hired a bunch of people. And so it's kind of lessons from then the trenches within your job too. Uh, mm -hmm. And so I think there's just like, I'm sure there's a lot of different avatars of people that will relate to that. And hopefully that says, oh, that's interesting. There's this thing that I'm doing that I didn't even think about that I could write a book about right and so i guess so that's that's why a book that's why self-publishing.com and working here all that good stuff um how'd you do it so specifically for land your dream job how'd you successfully write and publish that book and what was the toughest part yeah so really it really started with putting together a mind map and really a mind map is just like a brain dump of all the different things that come to your mind when you think about your book so i've done literally hundreds, if not over a thousand welcome calls with authors as they're getting started at selfpublishing.com. So like one of the main things that we talk about in preparation for an author's coach uh, clarity call is um, who is your target audience and what problem are you helping them solve, right? So those are like two fundamental questions as you're getting ready to write your rough draft and create your outline, all that other stuff. It's just really crystallizing those two um, those two ideas. So um, I really wanted to make sure that with 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 my book, I was answering and solving those uh, two things. Um, and sorry, Chandler, remind me, what was the second half of your question there? Yeah. So uh, what was the toughest part of yeah. going through the writing and marketing process That's for you personally? Yeah. 
I knew I was getting there. So like the hardest part was like identifying who that who was, because like when I first started brain dumping and just like getting all the ideas onto the page, there's like a thousand different degrees and, and like educational paths that people I was working with were going on. And so, you know, I had a real difficult time trying to narrow in on like, who was my ideal target audience? Is it like, is it teachers? Is it, you know, in, in the automotive, is it, you know, people working at a restaurant, is it high school kids, is it university kids? And so one of the hardest things that I had to really narrow in on was like, who truly is my target audience? Um, and, you know, just making sure that I was communicating the information and content in a way that was for that very specific target, target audience. Like one of the, one of the things I, I did in the, in the first re- revision, cause I actually relaunched my book is I went super wide with my first book and wasn't getting like tangible enough action steps for my target audience in the first vision version. Um, and so I really, I really took a moment to kind of think through like, who am I really speaking for? Like, who who can I give the most value to? Um, and really making sure that I was capitalizing on that and not trying to answer every single question that any, you know, job seeker has ever had before. Because the book ultimate, like, this applies to any book that you're writing. It's like, your book is not for everyone. It should not be for everyone. There's a very specific avatar that you should be writing to when you're writing a book, right? And so I feel like sometimes you know, talking with a lot of authors on their welcome call as, as well, um, you know, I'll, I'll hear that. And they'll say, you know, I'm writing this book for everybody. It's for, you know, anybody aged 15 to 75 in every industry that they work in, you know, and it's like, okay, cool, get that. Who who can you really serve though? And really trying to like dig into um, into that target audience. So that's, that's just that's like really a crucial piece of getting started. So narrow the avatar that you're writing to. Obviously, that's something that you've coached people up on as they're uh, coming into the program and work, working through the process and something you you uh, walked out yourself. One thing we talk about, and this is in my book, page 58, is the four Ps of a best-selling book, right? Person, pain, promise, price. And so obviously, Michael, what you were just speaking to is that the first P in the four Ps of a best-selling book mm-hmm. is the person. And getting very specific on one person that you know that is that person, and then writing the book to that person, and 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 so I, I love that you said narrow the avatar. Don't try to write to everyone. I think it's you know probably one of the biggest mistakes that we see authors make. And the riches are in the niches. So you're going to think this is too small of an audience, mm-hmm. uh, and but I mean it's it's uh, if if you feel like it's probably because you've gotten specific enough. Yeah. What's uh Michael for you what's what's been the biggest thing that sold the most books over the years? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um honestly, I went so I've kind of like stopped doing this um and there's a, there's a reason why but the biggest thing was going through Amazon ads and creating like ads. So when I first was launching my book, I went like super 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 wide. That was one of the things my coaches taught me, uh Lise. Um and she and she told me just go super wide with your keywords. So what I mean by that is um, when you're first setting up Amazon ads on Amazon for your book, you can select, I don't know if there's actually a limit or not, but you can select the number of keywords that you want to use to help, you know, readers find your, your specific book. And so what I've seen done a lot of times is, is authors will start with maybe like 40, 50 words. And they think that's, you know, a lot of words to start off as they're getting started with their Amazon ads. And so my coach kind of reset that, you know, vision or expectation. She said, you know, don't do 50 words for your Amazon ads, start with like 600, right? Like, like, you know, get hundreds of keywords because you just, you don't know what's going to work, what's not. Um, so I, I went forward with that. I did a whole bunch of research um, in, in an Excel doc. It was like, 
just a, an, an obnoxious amount of keywords. And then so the, the real like action, the real thing that you want to do with that is run your ads for, you know, the super wide ad set. Um, let the data run, right? Like let people click, not click on your keywords. So you get some really good data. So I let that run for a couple of weeks. And then you want to go back and kind of analyze two things. It's like, it's really simple um, to, as, as an idea. It's harder to execute, I think, but it's like what keywords are delivering results and what keywords are not. So it's like this constant focus of like optimizing and doubling down on the, on the words that are working. And then just like cutting, trimming the fat of what's not. Um, so I went through this process a couple of different times that, you know, run my ad set, get a whole bunch of data, remove 50%, you know, maybe boost up the, the bid for different keywords or just like find different ways to like include different variations of that keyword. And, and so just really trying to like find those, um, those niche kind of keywords. Um, and, and just went through that process, like probably three or four different times. Mm, That's good. I like that. Um, well, that's cool. Thanks for um, sharing personal experience, uh, with your book. I want to go dive into some of the calls, uh, and just like lessons learned from having a bunch of calls in the trenches with our authors. I guess before I do that, knowing what you know now, strictly based on your personal experience, what would be your advice from the Michael from years ago or uh, the advice from the other Michaels who are thinking about uh, writing their first book? Writing the first book. Um, I think honestly, like, that's a really good question. I think honestly, it's finding accountability and community. Writing a book, it's it's such a lonely activity or it, it can be, right? Like, it's it's the activity that you're doing when it's dark out in the morning while the rest of the world is sleeping. It's you looking at a blank page. It's uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an activity that like you and you alone are moving forward 99% of the time um unless you're like co-authoring a book or something, but my biggest piece of advice is like in connect with like-minded people who are also going through that experience together because you just a you don't know what you're going to learn um from other people who are also going through the process. But B, I think the the even bigger piece there is this is now not an individual kind of effort that you're doing alone in the dark. This is a, a a community of people who are all working and striving towards the same goal and objective. So I think like, yeah, for, for me before self-publishing school, if I wanted to write a book before I even knew this company existed, I, I would most definitely, whether that's an accountability partner, whether it's signing up uh, to our program, just to be like literally immersed in thousands of people who are also writing and publishing a book, it's find that group of people who will support you, who will guide you, who will, you know, kind of like a personal trainer does give you that extra boost when, when you really need it, when you feel like giving up, you don't feel like you can do that extra rep. Um, and that's where really like the community can really help drive results, get you to write and uh, ultimately publish your book. Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right, so if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. And and side note, before we talk about the uh, all the lessons learned from all these coaching calls, I've always thought that you should do a sequel, or maybe not always thought, I was just thinking about this recently, you should do a sequel for your book that's uh, skip the resume, get the job. 
uh, about non-traditional ways to stand out in the hiring process and how to get, how to get, cause you know, you've got the one that's like, all right, here's how to make your resume better and to get past screening and all that stuff. But then there's that whole, as you've seen, and we've seen, you know, just hiring a bunch of people over the years, there's a lot of things outside of the resume that help you stand out and actually get the job. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's a hook for you. Uh, Gary, the- Ian, this this is part of that, like be, just being in the community. You never know. What <laughs> this could be another asset that I just have at the time. So who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, so let's talk about. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna write down that title uh, real quick, just so I don't for, forget it. Um, but uh, so you you've talked you've done over 2,800 one on one calls with authors. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes at the I guess two main places. One is at the beginning of the journey and what we call like a welcome call or orientation call. So you're one of the, you and your, and now really your team is one of the first people uh, that someone's talks to as soon as they've signed up and they're ready to get rolling in the process. Right. And so there's those welcome calls. So you're seeing a lot of people at that beginning journey, which is, I think is a unique moment in time itself. It's like right after you just committed and and you've paid and it's like, oh my gosh, am I really doing this? So there's that phase, but then you've also had a bunch of one-on-one conversations with people checking in, I guess, oftentimes when they just need that nudge of, Mm -hmm. all right, they've been sitting on this rough draft for a while and they haven't finished. And we want to get them re-engaged, get them back in of, of, uh, with the eight milestones. And so we, a lot of times call this like a milestone check-in call or something. So how can we help you take the next step? So two very different parts of the journey, uh, and probably everywhere in between, mm-hmm. but I guess just zooming out globally of those calls, what do you feel like is the number one, or maybe the top one or two, uh, challenges that you see our authors face throughout the process of getting their book done and published successfully? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, the one that kind of comes to mind immediately, um, and this is why we introduced the milestone uh, check-in calls to begin with, um, writing a book, we use this analogy quite a bit, writing a book is a lot like running a marathon, but like running a marathon is really about a whole bunch of little, 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 little steps along the way. Um, so the biggest, biggest, biggest thing by far is um, authors coming in with very high expectations about what they can achieve in the next you know, day, week, month, year, um, which is great. Like, I don't want to discourage big dreams and, and, uh, and big goals. Like that's not what I'm trying to say here, but it's the, um, the, the belief that, you know, there's no feet in between the mile. Right. So, so the goal and objective here, it's like, what is a actionable, specific, measurable goal that you can achieve like between today and tomorrow or between today and nine o'clock PM. So what is that thing that you know that you can get done? So rather than thinking about this as like, I need to write 30,000 words by the end of May, right? No. What is a goal that I can achieve today that, that I can do. So I'm going to, you know, achieve a big result for myself. I'm very clear about what my goal is. So I'm not, not looking at 30,000 words anymore. I might be looking at 500. And I think there's a lot of just momentum that is built from, from taking actions and setting goals like that. So it's not, you know, it's that little, little, little step, like this book isn't going to be written, you know, in, in seconds, this is going to take some work. Right. And oftentimes what I've noticed is, you know, the biggest point when authors start to get like kind of stuck or slowed up in the process is when they're not getting those little wins, right. Like when they're not hitting their daily writing goal. So I think one of the biggest things here, and I just give this as uh, like encouragement to anybody listening is Set for yourself a, a, a goal that you can achieve. That was the other <laughs> word I wanted to use earlier. Achievable goal that you can that you can do today, right? And focus on achieving that. 
So try and bucket and, and just like break down your big goals into smaller chunks, really focus in and dive in on those and then build up the wins over the course of days, weeks, months to, to knock out your rough draft or publish your book. Mm, that's great. Uh, and I think a really great point because, you know, big goals are great, but not if they become a crippling force weighing down on you, right? Mm-hmm. If they're, if they're an inspirational beacon in front of you, awesome. But I, I think you're totally right. Cause I've obviously seen this with a bunch of our authors too, is, is when you have this crazy goal and then you fall short, then you start beating yourself up. You feel like I'm not making any progress. Then you take a week or two off. Then it feels like, okay, it, it's this, this wheel that I've got to get pushed and moving again. And so mm-hmm. often it's, if we can just get an author say, Hey, what's the minimum, like the, the smallest thing that you can commit to every single day over the next week. Okay. Is that 50 words a day? Great. Right. 50 words a day. And, and just do that, but start to build those mini habits. Um, and, and you'll start feeling a sense of accomplishment. And then now it, it, it feels like a totally different process that you're going through. Um, so I'd love that advice. I want to zoom in on maybe the, uh, the, were you about to say something? Yeah, I'll j- just real quick. So um, Allison uh, is awesome. So she's doing, she's running a lot of our welcome calls right now. She's fantastic. And um, she shared this this thing at, uh, at, at, a, at a recent offsite. And sometimes authors are really struggling. Like, you know, is 500 words too little? Like what, what should that actionable goal be? And so she just said, can you write three words today? Like just as simple as that. Can you write three words today? Well, yeah, of course I can write three words, but those are like the kind of like small wins that really help build up momentum and just like compounding interest, if you will, in the long-term kind of like vision and goal of your book. Um, so no goal is too small if it's achievable and moving you in the right direction. Mm, that's good. Uh, so let's zoom in on the welcome call and the starting point. Obviously, I don't even know how many hundreds, if not over a thousand of those that that you've done over time. That's yeah. I guess at the starting line for a lot of our authors, what what do you what do you see on those calls? What kind of emotions are you seeing, and what are the biggest challenges that you see uh, people facing in that moment that keeps them from getting started? Mm. Yeah, uh, kind of alluding back to my my earlier um, ideas that I shared there, but it, it's almost like you've you've got two groups of people. Almost one group of people are just like crazy excited to to finally be doing the thing that they've been thinking of doing for months, for years, for decades. I've talked to some authors who have like been wanting to write and publish their book for like 25 years. And and they're just so excited that they finally made that commitment to like, I'm going to do this thing now. And so when they get into the welcome call, it's like, this is the biggest step that I've just made toward the success of my book. This is this is huge. Um, So that's one group of people. And then the other group, is uh, more of like that deer in headlights <laughs> look where it's like, okay, I just did this, make this decision. This is a, a very big goal. Uh, this is, a, a, I, you know, Mount Everest is way up there. The peak's really high. How am I going to get there? And then so, you know, my my biggest piece of advice at, at, at that point is, is, again, just like, what is the one little goal that we can focus on today? There's really two things. What, what is the small little goal that I can focus on today to move you forward? Um, but then, but then two, it's, um, how it's kind of like the same thing, but it's like, what things can I remove from my thought process that is getting in the way of me taking action? So rather than, again, rather than looking at the full mountain, Uh, it's like trying to, we don't need to think about book marketing. We don't need to think about book cover. We don't need to think about ads. We don't need to think about Amazon. You know, what are the things that we can cut out because we just want to focus on like right now, your one goal is the, is the mind map. That is the Mm. milestone 
until the milestone is done, you're not going to move to your outline. Until you're done your outline, you're not going to move to your rough draft. So I think, um, yeah, it's, it's really clarifying what that what that next milestone is, what the next goal is, and then just giving like permission, if you will, to cut out the rest. Because a lot of people yeah. come in, they've got all these questions about every single part of the writing process. And so sometimes it's a little bit like, but I want to do so much. Like, you know, I have all these questions. I'm really excited to actually launch my book, but it's like, to- totally get that. That's amazing. I'm really excited for you. What's the <laughs> one thing that's going to get us closer there? Yeah. Because if that happens, like the rest of it isn't going to happen. Yeah, that's so fantastic. And for those who aren't familiar with this, um, uh, and if you're watching the YouTube video, um, turn to page 17 of the book. It's in the book. It's in our programs. It's also, if you just go to my book published and look on the Amazon page, you can see this image that I'm referencing. But the process is eight milestones. And so the process that um, Michael's talking about, which I think is really important, we try to help people just what's the next milestone? right? The mind map, the outline, rough draft. So the first four are the more writing method. So mind map, outline, rough draft, editing, right? And so how do you how do you finish the next milestone? And until you get there, nothing else matters. And so I love that almost the addition and the subtraction that, that you're communicating on that first call is like, okay, what are we adding? What's the habit that we can commit to? And then what are we subtracting? Which is, we're not going to think about it. We're not going to watch videos on it. We're not going to skip ahead to it. We're mm-hmm. only going to focus in the here and now. I think that's a really great uh, kind of focusing point uh, for author. You know, it's almost like you've done this a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally have. I literally have. And sometimes, sometimes like the cutting out piece is like, hard for people to hear. Right. Because like, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's like, but what do you mean? Like I came to you, you're the expert. You should know the answers to all these things. And it's like, trust me, I am the expert here. And this is the expert path. If you will from yourself, (laughs) you know, and so, yeah, that's truly what it comes down to. Now uh, I want to talk about kind of some commonalities and type of authors that we've worked with and on the Hmm. successful side, and on the unsuccessful side. So let's start with our most successful authors. You've been here for years. So you've had kind of the blessing of not just saying, hey, good luck. And then you don't get to see it, but you actually get to see kind of full circle stories that you were on the first call with them, which is so cool. Uh, But what are some of the commonalities, maybe two or three that you see of our most successful authors? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the first one that comes to mind, so you need to be coachable, right? Because like right off, right off the bat, um, you know, we've got a, a process that we've refined over years, over thousands of authors that, that really works. Right. So, um, that's number one, uh, two is, is understanding what their outcome is, what their ideal goal is. Right. So, um, and what I mean by that is, is, you, you know, the most successful people know exactly who they're writing their book to, right? They know exactly what problem they're helping solve. And then so that removes, honestly, a lot of the guesswork involved in terms of what should I include in my book? What should I not include in my book? How do I know when my rough draft is done? How do I not know when my rough draft is done, right? And so, you know, obviously, we we help a lot. Uh, we help with the kind of like the thought process behind that with our, with our coaching, right. It's like really trying to narrow in on that, um, that target audience and the problem that, that we're helping them solve. Um, but that would be number two. I think honestly, those are the two most actually, you know, I'll throw, I'll throw in a third one, um, a very give first mentality. Okay. And so what I've noticed in the community with some of our most successful authors, they're, they're like very pay it forward. They're like the go-giver people where it's like, it's not only, they're not only here to, to receive, but they're also here to give. And there's just such a power and 
community and value and reciprocity that comes from being like the go-giver person inside of the group. And so you'll notice those people, Carol Wiley is one that comes to mind immediately. Uh, Leslie Davis, you know, they're always trying to like give first inside of the community, yeah, always there to support encouraging people. people, always encouraging people. And, and these are authors who have published like multiple books, right? They've been there. They've done that. Um, and I think like, yeah, just by them getting more involved and being like give first, it, it really just helps, uh, helps other authors, but it also really helps them because yeah, there's that element of reciprocity. Mm, yeah. Now what about our least successful authors? Uh, what are the common traits and things that either derail people or they just don't have success? Like what are the things that people listening to this or watching this can avoid if they want to have success with their book? Yeah. I think um, there's maybe one or one or two key traits. Uh, you know, it's kind of the flip side of the first one uh, being uncoachable. And I know that that's kind of like a, kind of like a harsh word in my opinion. Um, but I guess what I mean by that is like, you know, there's, I've worked with some authors who have came into our program and they're incredibly set in terms of like what they want their cover to look like, what their book Mm. is going to be like, who they're writing it to, you know, the action that people are going to take after their book. And, you know, there, there's almost like this disconnect between like the content that you're including in your book and who you're writing it to and kind of like the, the outcome that you're hoping to, to get and receive by publishing the book. And, um, you know, we're here for a really good purpose <laughs> and we've helped literally thousands of people through this process. So I think like the biggest thing that stands out is just like totally understanding there's, there's just going to be like a little bit of give and take and kind of like understanding where our expertise really comes in to help um, you maximize the impact that you want to have through our expertise. So I think that's just a really big one. And it's just being like, you know, and it's okay for authors to ask, well, why do you recommend that? Why should I not do this? Why should I do that? Right? Like, this is why you're here is is to learn. Um, But I think like, it's that Ted Lasso quote, I knew I had to throw Ted Lasso in here somewhere. Um, It's actually a Walt Whitman quote, but be curious, not judgmental. Right. So it's, it's just learning to be a little bit more curious about the book publishing process and why we're recommending certain things. Cause there's a lot of reasons behind it. There's a lot of experience and mm. like decades worth of experience behind some of the things that we're recommending. Um, so I think that would honestly be the, the biggest one. That's a good one. And you know, we've seen this play out a lot it, where people come in and they're like, well, I want it this way. It's like, well, why did you hire us? Uh, <laughs> we have seen this play out thousands of times. Obviously we've published thousands and thousands and thousands of books. And yeah. so, but I love the the curious, not judgmental, because I think we have to make sure that we're doing that on our side just as much as they do. Right. Cause there's definitely preferences that the author has, which is like, all right, we want to honor those preferences and also challenge them to make sure that they're truly doing what's going to set their book up for success. Yes. Uh, and, and so I think that it's that, that nice and fun balance and, I uh, love the the Ted Lasso. Season three's out. I uh, haven't started watching it yet. <laughs> oh, you're missing out. You're missing oh, no, out. I know. Okay. Uh, so- big Ted Lasso fan as well. So uh, final question or two, and then we'll wrap up. Hmm. Knowing what you know now from your thousands of calls with authors and your personal experience, what would be your parting piece of advice uh, for uh, people who are thinking about going on this journey, or maybe they just joined and they're listening to this episode? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think so. This, I think, applies to people who who haven't yet signed up, who are interested, but also people who are currently going through the process is is um, it, it's, it's give and take for, from both like our side and the author's side. But just really 
like the, what's your very next step? <laughs> I always come back to this philosophy and it's something that I've like not done well enough in the past, but it's like the author, here's your very next step. Like, this is what you need to do next. And then also if the author is kind of unsure what we're going to be doing for them, it's that like, okay, what, what is your very next step in terms of this relationship? Like, like how, how are you going to be supporting me in this process too? So I think, you know, it's just, it's so fundamentally important that we've got a plan of action in place. Like whether you've talked to a member on our team that, you know, maybe didn't sign up right away. Um, what's your very next step after you have that phone call with, with somebody on our team? What What is your next step? Like clearly this book was super important for you. Um, you have a passion for it. You made a decision to have a phone call with us. So if you're not going to sign up, what is your next step? Is it to dive into our content, get started on your mind map, et cetera? Um, and even for authors that are currently in the program, and this is uh, something that I, I really try and do at the end of all of my calls is like, okay, here's our very next step. Like, here's the very next thing that we're going to be doing after this phone call. Um, and then, so it's, it's like the, the fog of war is kind of like removed because you know that you're moving toward a destination. You might not see the destination yet. It might yep. be pretty far off, but like, this is the very next step that's going to help you get there. Um, yep. So I think I think that would be like no matter where you're at in the process is is what is your very next step? Um, that's great. Yeah, that's really great, and that's something that Sean and I similar, not quite as succinct as that question, which I love. But talk about on the the group coaching call for the Author Advantage Accelerator uh, authors is all right. We always start out with, "Hey, what's your number one win or thing from the last week that you're proud of?" And then yeah. always end with, "Hey, what's your number one goal for the next week?" Mm. Um, so, or what does success look like for the next week? What's your number one goal? So kind of having that, that, that mentality or building that habit of, all right, celebrate the win, get clear on the next step or the goal for the next week, celebrate the win, get clear on the goal for the next week. And it's the cadence that I think works really well for our authors and a cadence, uh, that works really well internally for our team and, uh, and, and all that good stuff. So last question, Michael, you're, you're pulling double duty at author advantage live. you got some awards that you're going to be announcing uh, yeah. with some of our authors, which is really exciting. And then you're also giving a talk. Uh, so what are you speaking about at author advantage live and why should people get a ticket uh, and show up? Yeah. So I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, I've been to a couple of author advantage lives, both in person and a uh, year virtual, but um, this is an amazing experience. So yeah, the award ceremony is amazing. So what we do there just real quick is um, you know, we, we, we are helping tons of authors publish their books like every single week. And so one of the things that we'd like to do is to help authors promote themselves and their book to a wider audience is we do a cover contest. So best design cover. So we do a bit of like voting internally. And then we also ask the community for a little bit of guidance and support. And, uh, and, you know, ultimately, we leave it to attendees to vote on their favorite cover. Um, usually, it's between four or five different covers. So that is a really exciting thing. And then um, my other presentation, my other talk here is starting with the end in mind with your author brand. Right. So kind of you, you said this earlier, but like, what is your definition of success? Like, what does success look like? So it's really starting with that, like fundamental question before you start building the the, the blueprint, the house. Right. So it's like, what you, you know, whenever you're building a house, you start with the blueprint first. You're defining what success looks like. So I think in this similar way, it's like when you're building out your author brand, you're starting with that end in mind and then you're doing, you know, the steps, the very next steps to help you get closer to that to that author brand. So it should be really, uh, really amazing. Mm, lots to look forward to. You're going to miss it if you don't have a ticket and you don't show up for Author Advantage Live. Guys, we'd love to have you there. If you haven't heard about it, uh, it's our three-day live virtual experience happening in June. 
Ticket prices are going up real soon. Uh, and hopefully you're seeing this or hearing this before the event. So there's still time to get a ticket. Uh, go to authoradvantagelive.com and grab a ticket. Okay. Authoradvantagelive.com. There's general admission, there's VIP. Pick the one that works best for you. But no matter what you do, get a ticket, get in that room. Uh, it's the power of getting in, in a room with, with, with people that are like-minded that have similar goals, right? It's a virtual experience. So we've made it as easy as possible uh, for you to attend. All you have to do is um, we've made the tickets super cheap and really affordable. Uh, and all you have to do is get one and show up. So uh, hopefully we'll see you there at Author Advantage Live. Michael, last question. Where can people go to grab a copy of your book? Yeah, let's go. So two different ways. So if you go to amazon.com or .ca, because I'm Canadian, shadow Canada, uh, <laughs> and land your dream job, this is the cover that you're looking for right here. Um, alternatively, if you go to facebook.com forward slash land your dream job, you'll see a couple of different like posts and templates that I include in the book that you can start taking action on today. All right. And if you can't, if you're listening, so you can't see it, uh, it's a bullseye with an airplane that's your resume. All right. Uh, so the book's called Land Your Dream Job. Grab a copy, grab a ticket for Author Advantage Live, and we'll see you there. Thanks, Michael. Thanks so much, Chandler. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you can be listening to, YouTube channels that you can be watching. Uh, so thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode all right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, and then number three, this is probably the most important uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right. Reviews are super important and help the podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, so number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that. I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right. All you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step. So how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.